This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 186. Hello, veterinary friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Thank you for listening and thank for all of the lovely feedback that I'm getting about the guests that I've featured on the podcast. I'm enjoying learning from these amazing group of thought leaders and veterinarians, and I know you are too because I've heard from a few of you that you're enjoying the interviews. Today on the podcast, I'm going it alone. And if you can notice, my voice is a little bit um, stuffy because I'm just getting over COVID that I got from one of my coworkers. So, um, but I'm going to do my best to make this interesting and exciting for you. And I have some great information. So I'm really happy to share it and I hope you enjoy. Before we get into that, let me remind you that I have some great resources on my website. One is my Wednesday Weekly Words that you can get for free each week. Just sign up with your email on the website and you'll get an email at 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Also, I have some free coaching sessions if you've been thinking about coaching and you've been afraid to try. Just step out of your comfort zone a little bit just for a second and sign up. It's fun, I promise. I just got coached today by my own life coach, and it really helps me. I get over all the doubts that I'm having about myself. It helps me plan my goals. It helps me move forward. And the things that are holding me back, it gets me moving beyond them. It gets you moving in the direction that you want to go. So go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com and look around there. If you prefer to ask me a question over email, you can do that as well at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. Okay, let's get into the podcast. Today I want to talk about giving and receiving gratitude. Now, I know we've talked about gratitude before on the podcast, but I really think it's an important tool that we can use in order to change the way we look at the things that are happening in our life. And the reason that this came up for me again this week are twofold. First, as I told you, I had COVID and I was frustrated that my vacation was affected by my contracting the COVID from my workplace. I was supposed to go out of town, I had all these plans, and I had to cancel them. And so when I have to cancel plans because I'm kind of a doer, I feel disappointed and sometimes even a little angry at the randomness of illness and how our body succumbs to these viruses. So staying in a place of gratitude this week while I was struggling to start to feel better dealing with the disappointment of having to cancel my vacation and not being able to go do the things I had planned. Gratitude really saved some of those days for me. And I really have to dig deep every day to find things to be grateful for when I'm not feeling well. 
And I know that COVID isn't the worst thing that can happen to people, and many of you have probably had it. I understand that at this point in in the events of COVID that it's not that big of a deal. But when you're personally affected and your plans are personally affected, your brain goes negative, right? We decide that it's worse that I have COVID than when other people have COVID, which sounds really awful, but that's the way your brain works. So that's one reason I started thinking about gratitude this week. The second reason was, is that I was coincidentally listening to a Joe Rogan podcast this week while I was driving um, to pick up my dogs from my friend's house. Anyway, the Joe Rogan podcast was with Andrew Huberman, who is a neurobiologist and associate professor at Stanford University School of Medicine. And on this particular podcast, Andrew was talking to Joe at one point about studies on gratitude and how positively it affects the brain. And so those two things combined, the fact that I was struggling to be gracious and and grateful for what was going on in my life, and then listening to this podcast with Andrew Huberman, reminded me that this is an important subject and something that I think that we need to talk about on the podcast. So here we go. The definition to get a basic understanding of gratitude is the state of being grateful or thankful. But I learned that people who study gratitude define it in oftentimes three different ways. First, as an emotion, and this is the one that we're most familiar with, right? It's a temporary, momentary, emotional experience. It happens when we realize that something good has happened. It's usually because of something that someone else did for us, an effort that they took or an action that they took. And so that emotion of gratitude is born in us or grows in us because of something someone else did for us. The second way that they define it is a trait. So it can be a characteristic of how grateful of a person you are. So people that tend to notice good in their own life or savor goodness that's available to them, they recognize it more readily, it's more of an outside experience to them, we can assign gratitude as a trait, a personality trait almost, right? And I consider myself a pretty grateful person. I'm usually pretty optimistic and outgoing, unless I'm sick, obviously, but um If you know someone that kind of has a gratitude trait, I would would say particularly someone who seems to find gratitude comes easily to them, that's someone that you can actually try to emulate or watch. And then the third way that these researchers define gratitude is a practice. So it's kind of connected to the emotion and the trait. But it's something that you can actually do to evoke an emotion of gratitude and strengthen it. So it's like a practicing, something you can actively practice or exercise. And this is the way I like to use it in my coaching practice. Actually sitting down and making gratitude a daily practice, it's powerful. 
So in coaching and in my work, I am a big believer in the power of gratitude. But something that Andrew said on the podcast really got me thinking about the power that it provides in changing our brain chemistry for the better. And what Andrew said on Joe Rogan's podcast was that research studies show that giving thanks and gratitude increases feelings of well-being and it's the most important key to finding success and happiness. And then he said not only giving thanks and gratitude is important, but actually receiving gratitude from others or observing someone else receiving gratitude, genuine gratitude, increases dopamine and serotonin levels in the brain, effectively reversing anxiety and depression. And that was a powerful, powerful thing that I heard Andrew say, is that actually by watching others receive gratitude or give gratitude, that can actually be as powerful as embracing the gratitude practice ourselves, which is really cool, right? So you can just watch others be thanked and appreciated, or you can thank others and appreciate others. That's really powerful. Okay, so let's talk about some reasons that gratitude's important to feel and to share. Gratitude is important Because knowing what you appreciate in life means knowing yourself, who you are, your values, your morals, and your beliefs. So something about knowing what you're thankful for helps you fill out all those things about yourself. Paying attention to gratitude puts us in a more positive frame of mind. Gratitude also connects you with your world in a positive way and reframes your thinking when you start to feel negative about your life. And gratitude in and of itself is connected with happier, more well-rounded individuals. Now I wanted to share with you this study that I found from the University of California, Davis. And it was a 10-week study which linked practicing gratitude to happiness levels. And the way it worked was all the participants in the study were asked to keep a short journal and were randomly assigned to one of three groups. Group one was asked to journal five things they were grateful for and that had occurred in the past week. Group two was to list five daily hassles that displeased them from the same period. And then the third group was the neutral group. They were asked to list five things that affected them. They were not asked to focus on these things being either positive or negative. So after this 10-week study, they went back and interviewed these um, study groups again. And they showed that group one which was the journaling gratitudes group, reported feeling better about their lives as a whole, 25% happier than group two and group three. So 25% I think is pretty significant. And it's not surprising, right? That practicing gratitude and working on yourself would improve yourself. 
And that's what I love about this, is it's something that you can actually actively do to make yourself feel better. Gratitude also has been shown to cause people to get better sleep, increase their generosity, which I find fascinating, increase your levels of empathy, something that we need in our profession, right? It improves your self-esteem, which is amazing. It causes fewer aches and pains, which is great. I could use that uh, right now. It allows people to show better progress towards their goals. And like we said before, it just makes your life better, happier, and more well-rounded, right? So why does gratitude feel so difficult to practice? This is something that we struggle with. Sometimes it's difficult because it reminds us of what we've lacked in the past. Because our brain wants to be negative in order to keep us safe, we think of the negative things from our past way more often and way easier than we observe our past blessings and our current gratitudes. Have you ever had a client or coworker be super nice to you and give you compliments? And then you start wondering whether the next client's going to be mean or ugly, or you start expecting somebody not to be kind because we're waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? That's your chihuahua brain reminding you that life is hard and you need to be ready for the next insult. You'll feel unworthy of praise sometimes, and you'll have thoughts of self-doubt. And you can sometimes even feel guilty, right? If you're getting gratitude from someone, your negative brain will give you guilt. And that's precisely why we have to work so hard to overcome our negatives with gratitudes. Actively working to find and share gratitude to dilute out the past that our mind always wants to offer us. Another reason that gratitude is so difficult is that we are busy and we fail to notice all the good things that happen around us. We're focused on tasks, work, family, obligations, and it takes time to focus and notice the good things in life. We take our relationships for granted. We take good clients for granted, the ones that were actually kind to us. We take simple things like food, water, shelter, things that are just there, we fail to notice. And we're so fortunate to have all of these things, right? Me being sick last week, I didn't really notice that I had a nice bed to lay in. I had Netflix to watch when I was bored. I had plenty of water. I had plenty of food. I had access to a telemedicine doctor to talk through the COVID and tell me what to do. All these things that I didn't really notice because I just expect them to be there. So slowing down and living with intention and being present allows us to be more aware of the things that make us happy and give us meaning. Now, whenever we start to talk about changing our feelings in life, we get a bit scared. We've been taught our whole lives to try to be happy, to feel joy, avoid sadness. But when we turn on all the feelings and allow ourselves to experience all of them, it gets a little scary because life is both good and bad, right? And when we start examining our life, it brings up both negative and positive feelings. So we don't want to avoid 
the negative feelings. That's not the path to happiness. What we want to do is notice the negative and positive and then work through all the feelings. We don't want to change our brain to one that avoids emotion. We want to change our brain to one that embraces emotion and actively feels the emotion. And then working on our gratitudes can help us deal with the problems and the negative emotions and it sets us up to be more resilient. So just try to be okay with the negatives that come into life. Don't fight with them. I have a tendency to fight with it. Why is this happening to me? Why do I have to deal with this? Oh, this is bad timing or all those thoughts that your brain offers you. Be okay with that because you know it's going to arrive for you. But then open yourself up to different thoughts of gratitude and how things are better because of the things that you are grateful for. So if gratitude's important to getting ourselves in better mental and physical health, what can we do to increase the gratitude? And so I looked up different websites and got some ideas on the different things we can do. So like Andrew said, giving thanks and putting yourself in a position to receive and observe thanks is very important. And those are kind of three different things, right? You can be grateful for what you have. You can also accept gratitude from others. So when a client says thank you to you or a coworker gives you a compliment, really receive those things. Don't just brush them off or let them go in one ear and out the other. I have a tendency when someone compliments me to either dismiss it or just let it go in one side and out the other because I don't really feel like I need that thanks or that gratitude. It's something about the way I'm wired. But in order to make this gratitude thing really work for you, you actually have to receive it and you actually have to acknowledge it and then also observe it in others and offer it to others. And that will put you in a better space to receive all that dopamine, those things will increase in your brain, the serotonin levels will go up, and you'll start to feel happier just naturally. Those natural hormones in your brain, those chemical substances will be increased. Another thing I want you to do is challenge that inner critical voice. So when your brain offers you negative thoughts, don't dismiss them. Take them in and be aware of them so you can work on them and then challenge them, if that makes sense. So the inner critic will always be there. Realize that Chihuahua Brain is there. Acknowledge it. Say, thank you very much, Chihuahua Brain, for giving me that critical thought. But right now, I'm choosing to feel grateful. So I'm going to acknowledge my thought and then change my way of thinking into a more grateful mindset. Another way that we can increase our gratitude is to focus on good quality relationships with clients, coworkers, and family members. So for example, if you have mean girls at your work, and I know some of my coaching clients do because I've heard these stories, try to find one nice girl or guy at work and hang out with him or her. Find that one person that shares your want to do better and be better and then create a team of two. Even if it's just two, 
you'll influence others in your practice to become more grateful and less hateful if they see the two of you sharing gratitudes with each other. So focus on these quality relationships and being appreciative of the other people that are around you that are kind. Because we have a tendency to focus so much on the toxicity of our practices and the people that are clicky and mean and ugly, rather than looking for those people that are good and want similar things as as we do. And so if you can team up with those other positive people and the people that want to work to improve the practice, you will start to build the numbers, even if it just starts with two. And then let people around you know that you're grateful for them. It sometimes sounds weird at first, but you can offer up a statement like, thank you, I really appreciate you, to someone every day. You could say that to one person every day. I appreciate you. I am grateful for you. And that will build, and it will cause you to feel better, and it will cause them to feel better, even if no one else in the practice participates. You can just spread that positive energy to the other people in your practice. I really do believe that positivity can dilute negativity. And then the other thing I want you to think about is avoiding toxic interactions. And so if you have a toxic work environment, it's really hard to avoid it. You have to be there to work, right? Unless you can quit and go somewhere else. But what I really mean by avoiding toxic interactions is if someone offers you negativity, you can thank them for their thoughts and then move on. You don't have to believe what they say. You don't have to accept their negative emotion. You don't have to handle it in any way. They're just offering you their pain and you don't have to accept it. So just remember that you hold the power to your brain. And I really love that thought. You are in charge of everything in your environment, even when you're in a toxic environment. Another thing that's super important is physical touch. And this is something that Andrew touched on on the Joe Rogan podcast too. He talked about how physical touch is so important for human beings. And I know that COVID has made us all paranoid about touching people. But remember that humans need that. They need the positive interaction. They need the physical touch. So think about hugging a friend, a coworker, and for sure your family members, right? And also hug the puppies and kittens. Spend some time physically enjoying the touch of your patients. This is a unique thing that we have in our profession. We have all these wonderful animals and people coming in every day. And if you share some love and gratitude with those beings, whether they be human or animal beings, it will definitely make your life better and your brain stronger and more grateful. And then another thing I want to remind you is about is practicing mindfulness. Be Just being mindful of all the things that are around you will help you notice those things that you have in your life to be grateful for. So just noticing. Yesterday, I was feeling a little tired because of the COVID, so I just went out on my deck, and I just kind of laid in the sun, and I closed my eyes, 
and I felt the warmth of the sun on my skin, which felt amazing. And I also listened to the birds. I have this, um, I think it's a nest of hawks in my backyard. I heard them screaming and screeching, which is kind of sad for the turkeys that I have in my yard because um, I have this mom turkey who has baby turkeys that kind of keep disappearing. So I think they're disappearing to the hawks. But anyway, I just tried to be open to what was around me on the deck and just enjoy what I do have. I had time off of work. I had the ability and the time to lay in the sun. I had sun because I was in an area of the country that wasn't blisteringly hot, so I could enjoy the sun. So that mindfulness practice, even if it's just for a short time during the day, will help open yourself up to all the gratitudes. So in order to be in the best position in your life to handle negativity and handle negative things that happen, You need to work to get yourself in the best mental position that you can to handle negative interactions and negative circumstances. And part of that is this gratitude practice. So I just want to share with you one other study that I found in um, a positive psychology article. It was called The Neuroscience of Gratitude and How It Affects Anxiety and Grief. And in the study on gratitude and appreciation, they found that participants who felt grateful showed a marked reduction in one of the stress hormones, cortisol, and had better cardiac functioning. They were also shown to be more resilient to emotional setbacks and negative experiences. So we all have this ability to focus. We can put gratitude into practice We can build an attitude of gratitude practice, and that will come with benefits to our happiness, our relationships, our physical health, our workplace, and our overall well-being, and so many more things, right? So this week, I want you to spend just a little bit of time each day, maybe 10 to 15 minutes, and really work on noticing and feeling gratitude. Write it down if you can. I'm a big believer in writing. You know that. So you can focus on it each day. And if you do this every day, let me notice if you feel increases in happiness or less negative emotion in your week. Okay, so a couple of quotes before we end because I know we all love the quotes. The first one says, Sometimes it's hard in the midst of tremendous uncertainty and grief, anxiety and anger about what's happening to feel grateful, but gratitude can be healing. And that is from Robin Stern, PhD. Another one is from Elizabeth Gilbert, and it says, you were given life. It's your duty and also your entitlement as a human being to find something beautiful within life no matter how slight. And the last one is from an article in the Huffington Post. The article was called The Neuroscience of Why Gratitude Makes Us Happier. And the quote says, if you've forgotten the language of gratitude, then you'll never be on speaking terms with happiness. And that's great, right? It goes hand in hand. 
So I want you to go out there and try to feel the gratitude this week and also observe the gratitude. Because as Andrew Huberman said on Joe Rogan, giving, receiving, and observing are all important. So let me know how it goes. Send me an email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. And please share a five-star review if you like what you're hearing on the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate that as well. So have a beautiful, grateful week, everyone. Bye.